You are now listening to an all-new episode of The Last Man Potting. I'm your host, Ahmad, back this week with my co-host, Steve, and together we make The Last Man Potting. Steve, how the fuck you doing this week? I don't know. I'm a little perplexed. Um, everything, like, everything's going on according to plan, I guess. I don't know. I think I'm all right. How are you doing this week? I'm, I'm good, <laughs> man. I'm always good. Yeah. I don't know. I, I got this shirt with about four different horsemen on there. I don't know if that's polo or not. This no, that's definitely shit. not Ralph. That, that's yeah. not Ralph. This is the type of shit you definitely used to get clowned in school and shit. There'd be certain kids and be like, oh, nigga, you got a whole team of niggas on your shirt. Like, them niggas in there racing. You got the racetrack shirt on. Yeah, like, th- there was a difference between polo and then you, some of y'all was U.S. polo assassins. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you were, definitely had... Were you, you, were, you, you, you were a polo assassin coming up? No, I had... I was still wearing Rockerwear in 2009, like, Niggas was teasing me about that shit. I had I had Jabozo way after because you know, like in my situation, you know, how I grew up, we used to like just get all the clothes at the goodwill that all the other clothes that all the other kids they don't want. So um I was like wearing shit way out of style, like afterward, like because like somewhere in the midst of the two thousands, niggas stopped wearing like the heavy shit and start wearing tight shit. So I was still wearing size 40 jeans in the 11th grade. So um, I had no fashion sense because I couldn't afford uh, back to school shopping. All right. So were you like when, um, like, you know how the Heat just lost the finals and they yeah. sent all the Heat 2023 NBA championship drawings to like Africa and shit? <laughs> <laughs> like, is, is that how you was getting your clothes? You always wonder, like, what, what the fuck did the losing team do with all that shit? Like, <laughs> like winner. All the winners, Steve walk around with the Eagles Super Bowl champion hoodie and yeah. shit. <laughs> like, Witty Hunt <Hutton>, Gina. <laughs> My man can't spell. <laughs> Nigga had the Witty Hunt shit on. <laughs> oh man. So let, let, let's get into the movie for this week. We're doing Sicario, one of my favorite movies, t- 2013. I feel like every week we do one for Steve, one for me. This, this is definitely a one for me. Um, Sicario, I saw this in the theater when it first came out. Loved it. You know, seen it a bunch of times since. Um, you know, it just has like all the people I like. Like, you know, Denis Villeneuve directed it. I like, you know, a few of his movies. Josh Brolin's always good. Benicio Del Toro, Emily Blunt, they're always good. Um, and I feel like it, you know, I, I'm going to jump on my score. Like, this is a five-star movie, top to bottom. This is really just going to be Steve probably try to convince me that the movie's not as good as I think it is, which I'm here for. Um, but what, what were your thoughts? Because you had never seen this movie, right? Yeah, I mean, I was very indifferent. Like, this movie does nothing for me. Emily Blunt does absolutely nothing for me. Um, I feel like you could just swap any white bitch in there and, you know, um, I didn't, I didn't feel like she had a strong presence or like, you know, strong charisma or nothing like that. You know, and maybe it's just what her character called for, but I think I would have enjoyed this movie a lot more if they would have just gave me a cartel movie and just had her like as a little bit part. Like I, I feel like it's too focused on her because the the parts that I truly enjoy are, you know, of course, you know, uh, Benicio, am I saying his name right? Benicio, whatever the person that plays Alejandro yeah Yeah, I think it's hard to find fault in what he does within this movie obviously you want an Oscar he's probably the best part and then um the the uh you know the the arrogant white uh boss guy he's hilarious I can't remember his name (laughs) I can't remember his name but the guy that was called all the shots he's great um so the the best parts of this movie aren't the main character in my opinion so I think like that's my issue with the, the movie overall well you know it's interesting that you say that because It's interesting that you say that because they made a sequel a couple of years later, um, Day of the Soldado, which doesn't have Kate in it. And it's just Matt and um, Alejandro are, are the stars in that yeah, movie. And it's a worse movie. Like, you, <laughs> I, like I, I think you need Kate in the movie because she plays like the audience avatar because, you know, the way the first you know, 30, 40 minutes of the movie is set up. She's not really aware of what's going on and why she's being involved in this. So, and so is the audience. It's like, we're not clear on like, yo, what are the rules of engagement with this cartel situation and these guys, like, cause they're all spooks. And it's like, you don't know, you know, what's, what's actually going on. So I think her character actually is what holds the movie together. And if you don't have her, it's just, you know, people shooting each other and 
you know, like military covert movements. And it's like, that's interesting, but I don't think it's as good as a movie without her character in it. Kate is, Kate is an essential part of the movie because she moves the plot along. But like I said, I, I feel like there's just too much screen time for that. You know, I understand it and, and why she's in it and, you know, the overall collective. But I just found her character annoying. Like just these overrighteous people who step into a situation where the, it's clearly explained to you what this is and what we're doing here. And now you want to try to act like, you know, it's something different. You know, it's just th- th- that that character I just dislike. So I think that's like my issues with it. It's like it's stomach turning to a degree in some parts. Well, I wanted to talk about like that law, law enforcement mindset that her character has where you see that like with these holier than thou cops and um, in movies like, you know, with these FBI agents, like I'm on the side of what's right and I need to lock you up. And, you know, sometimes you get these these moments where the criminal sits down with the with the uh, with the Fed agent. And it's like you're kind of the same person, like you're just on the different side of the line. And with Kate's character, she doesn't really show that, uh, like, you know, Alejandro says to her in the end, it's like, yo, this is the land of wolves. You're not a wolf. So it's time for you to go back, you know, home where it's safe. And I think she just got, like, the whole movie is a reality check for her character. It's like, what I thought law and order was, what I thought justice was, uh, it's not going to work outside of the confines of, you know, where she she was in Phoenix in the beginning of the movie. Like when you go over to Mexico or you go to like these border territories where you're dealing with drug dealers and the cartel and all that, like the rule of law is different and you're not cut out for that. So she, I think she finally learned it by the end of the movie and she was more disappointed in herself. That's how I took it. Like she was disappointed in herself. It's like, you, you know what? He's right. Like, I don't have it in me to pull the trigger. I don't have it in me to, I don't have the stomach for these type of problems, I should probably just go back to doing the shit I was doing. That really isn't important. And and how much of this is this idea of preserving the system? You know, like, cause you, you know, we see it in certain other movies where there's uh, female figureheads and they feel like it's like, oh yeah, you know, protecting the system. Whereas opposed to these other guys are, they're looking to create some sort of order within like this corrupt thing that they found their found themselves in, you know, I, I kind of wonder is that like, it, it, and some of these movies are, is the writer or the director trying to uh, more or less say, you know, women in certain these situations are more or less um, uh, in it to like preserve the system. Whereas certain characters come in and they're like, you know, fuck that. We're just going to create our own order within what what we have to do. Well, I don't know. I, I'm going to leave the women, the woman part out of it. Cause I, I don't, I don't really think that has much to do with it. Like I, I, I think her character just represents, I, I think like the part that you're saying about the system and we want to keep, we want to preserve this, this type of rule of law. Like, I think that's what her character represents. I don't, I don't know so much about the female part of it where the other guys are saying, yeah, that rule of law, it only works if everybody agrees to the rules. But these guys, they, they're they not living by that those rules. That's why they want to um, put like the, the stability that was there with the Medellin cartel. At least that's how Matt explains it um, towards right. the end of the movie, which is an interesting thing where it's like, you know, you're not going to stop people from doing drugs. So the only thing you can do with the drug trade is control it and like direct it away from, you know, your major cities and direct it into the areas that you think it's okay for people to do drugs and destroy themselves. And it's pretty clear from the actual U.S. history that that's what the government has been doing since these problems arose. Like, you know, you, you, you guys out there can look up the history of the, you know, the Contras and all of those, um, uh, the investigations in the Pablo Escobar and his fall and all of that and how, how it all how it all came to be, but it's it's very interesting history when when you get into it. Well, we're definitely stepping on categories because I definitely felt like that was the best line in the movie. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, you see this all the time where you know these people they get so overrighteous when it's beyond within whatever their uh, purview of 
ideology is like, but it's like you kill people. So now all of a sudden when it's against whatever law code that they taught you in some school, now all of a sudden it's like, oh no, we can't do this. Like I'm taking you down. It's like, you know, get the fuck out of here with that. I think it shows kind of what it might take to really be successful um, in some sort of law enforcement or if it if it even is possible to be successful in like enforcing the law against people like this or against like because the cartel isn't just people. It's like it's an idea because it just, you know, the the head of one cartel dies like somebody just pops up in his place like the system doesn't go away because like you said people go keep doing the drugs so somebody's gotta sell that shit so yeah it, it's almost like why would you try to impose order on something that's not based on order <laughs> it's it's like it's going by a completely different rule set it's almost like trying to play chess on a checkerboard you know it's a different game. Yeah, you're coming in with a completely different rule in which, like, they're not even playing by that rule, you know, with, you know, so it, it just, like, the idea of now I'm going to take you back to the American, it's like, like, there's certain parts where I'm just like, so what did you think was going to happen? Like, you thought you was going to fight this guy from a physical standpoint, like, certain parts where it's like, these, the people that you're going against are more tactically skilled than you. So you're upset now and you think that you're going to take your lack of tactical skill against these guys who are more tactical than you. Like, I'm just like, what's the end goal here, sweetheart? Yeah, she was definitely emotional. She was led by emotion um, the majority of the movie, even why she got in, involved in the case. Because when her superior officer says, think very hard about whether or not you want to be involved in this because you have to volunteer for it. She's just like, do we get a shot at the people that killed my men today? And they're like, yeah, the people that are really responsible, but they still kind of throw like some bullshit at her. They don't they're they're never clear about what they're about to go do. And she goes anyway. So I'm like, you know, you you probably need to take a step back if you're the Kate character and say, you know, am I like, why am I involved in this? Is it just emotion? Or I think by the end of the movie, she just had to know what was going on. That's why she goes down the wrong tunnel and sees some stuff that she wasn't supposed to see. And it's it's like that old phrase, like curiosity killed the cat. And, and for her, it's like her curiosity, it's like it probably like broke her irrevocably where she's not going to be able to go back and do her job anymore. And like, I, I look at it like somebody like that. It's like, you're probably just going to go quit and go do something else with your life because you're not cut out for this world the way you thought you were. Yeah, just go be a housewife or something. You know, you got options. But I think that always goes to show you it's like she she wasn't really serious about the option the opportunity to get revenge on the people that killed your men. Because if they're showing you the pathway to go do it and you want to go against that for whatever reason, you know, you're not really serious about your reasoning. Like you said, is, is this an emotion because you feel something in that moment? But if you're not willing because like, you take Alejandro, he's on the whole other side of the spectrum. Like he's work, he's willing to work with anybody to get revenge for what happened to him and his family. So she's obviously not. And that's where, like you say, it goes back to that line where it's like, you're not cut out for this. You know, I'm a wolf and the people here are wolves. So just go be a housewife or something, sweetheart. Like you're not cut for this. I think the other layer of it is, you know, we talk about this in a lot of these movies that morality is a fluid concept. Like, you know, your moral code and my moral code might not align exactly the same on on every issue but i would say like me and you personally like we probably line up morally a lot on a lot of different issues where like kate like you know she thinks it's bad that these guys are selling drugs alejandro thinks it's bad that these guys are selling drugs and killing people and all this stuff but alejandro is willing to go down to their level with it like you know at the end of the movie he kills um some kids and a wife in front of a husband kate's never gonna do that like she wants to just put the cuffs on this guy and put him in a jail cell for 50 years and i can't fault her if she's not willing to go to that level but once you're shown the evidence of like hey this is the only way we're going to operate we're not going to operate the way you want us to operate and they gave her multiple opportunities to go home she should have gone home 
Now yeah. go home and be a housewife. That's like, you know, that's Steve's sauce. Like I ain't gonna go there with it. Cause she shows that she's competent at doing like, you know, finding the kidnappers. Like that's why they brought her on the team in the beginning. Cause of her stats, like she's been, yeah. she was really good at her job. Like, you know, just cleaning up the mess, but she's not good at getting into the weeds with into what these guys are doing. Like, you know, the real issue as they put it. I think we see that too, like certain people just being in in certain environments. Um, because you see like this person, she's in an environment that she can't handle. She's using, you know, different things like you know, cigarettes, you know, later, you know, she uh finds herself in, in situations, you know, based off of trying to take herself out of um being within the this reality in which like you don't really belong in this environment, like you were qualified to be in a different environment. And we see that in other TV shows where you know, like the wire, for example, you know, McNulty, like he when, when he's a cop, like he's able to have, live a functional life. But as a as a detective, it's like, you know, he's doing a bunch of things uh, to, to take away that idea of having this position and what this position represents. It's like I'm locking up the bad guys. I'm getting away to the bad guys. But like from a functional standpoint, your brain can't handle it. You know, that's a good example that you brought up. It's almost like the difference between you know, nine to five, an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's like, you want to be an entrepreneur, you got to live that shit. Nine to five, like, you get to be done at five and you don't got to think about it again to the next day. And Kate is, I think she's more of a nine to five where Alejandro and Matt, they live that shit. Like, Matt's like, yo, you got to get used to sleeping on a plane. And she's like, is there any food? Is this some bitching peanuts in the bed? <laughs> Like white people slang is that's just a little sidebar. White people slang yeah. is just hilarious. Like fucking it's bitching. Great. Like, yeah, like where great. did that come from? White people slang. Um, you, but you know, like, like they're they're living that shit. Like Alejandro, like he doesn't have anything else. Like they they took his family, so all he wants to do, like Matt said, he he'll work for anybody that'll set him loose. Like because he just wants to kill shit at this point. And um, so yeah, like I, I think I think it's it's interesting. I think that's what makes this an interesting movie because it's like you do have like Kate is a little bit a little too self-righteous for me at parts because like, you know, coming up in the categories, I'm going to nitpick a little bit of her lack of strategy because I do agree with you. It's like she she didn't handle some of her disagreements with finesse. It's like you don't got to tell everybody everything you're thinking. Like she probably should have played it a little closer to the chest. It's it's stomach turning, especially because it's like, yo, like you're not qualified. Like as Beans would say, he's like, you're not qualified. So like you're not even really qualified to question anything that's going on, let alone like, oh, I'm I'm taking you down. It's like taking you down with what? Like it's laughable, and nobody really takes her serious at any point. Like none of the real guys. Like one of my favorite parts is um before they go in the tunnel, <laughs> he's the guy that's in charge. He's like, he's like. Keep your safeties on. Stay in the back. Don't shoot by on my fucking team. <laughs> like, it's like, they don't take... She's not being taken serious by these guys who, like, they're actually in the trenches with this shit. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, for me, as just personally, if I was on this type of mission and I saw I was just being openly disrespected and mocked, I would just do it. Because I'm just like, no, like, you know, if I'm not going to get no respect over here, I'm not going to stay here just because you're tolerating me. Like, that's, that's no good. So yeah, yeah, she, she, she had every opportunity to dip. So, you know, Kate, it's kind of on her by the end of the movie. But, you know, I, I still still like her character. And, you know, Emily Blunt in, in that performance, I think she does what what is required. Like, you know, like the confusion, the uncertainty. And then, like, at the end, like, I do really believe, like, you know, she's she's like a little scared child, like uh, yeah. Alejandro's character says to her. It's like, that's really what you are. So like, you remind me of my daughter. Like, so, you know, go be a house cat. That's what you are. Yeah, it's like, just, just find a good man and, you know, do that shit. Like, all of this, like, trying to hunt down the Mexicans, it's like, no. But, you know, I, there's no argument there. I think, you know, Emily Blunt did a, a good bit of acting and, and, you know, what was required is just I don't give a shit about that person. I don't need to see a full movie about that person, and that person does nothing for me. So shout out to her for that shit. So cartel is interesting because uh, I feel like like when it comes to crime movies, like you got mafia, you got cartel, you got like you know a little bit of Middle East out there. You get a lot of Russian and stuff like that. 
Yeah, and... don't don't forget uh don't forget the bloods and the GDs and but they don't really make oh, movies yeah, yeah, about yeah. that. <laughs> don't really make no, movies about not that anymore. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, now they give you Snowfall, so you, you got oh, that in what's you know, shit the Fifty Cent oh, universe. What's the shit? The Sonny Carson. Uh... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lords and the Hawks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? We might need to do that one week because, like, that movie. Yeah, I, I actually want to talk about that movie. So yeah, we, we should do that movie one week. All right, right. We we'll go ahead. Um. I forget what I was going to say. Oh, so just like cartel, like, you know, with these like overseas movies, like, you know, cartel crime, like Russian crime, you get like the Middle Eastern crime and all of that. I kind of wanted to talk about the idea of how these movies function as propaganda, because I like this movie a lot. You know, it's one of my favorite movies of the last 10 years, but it does like only paint Mexico in a bad way. It only paints like what's going on at the border in a bad way. And the second movie, uh, De La Soldado, goes even further because by the time they get to that movie, they're laboring, labeling the cartel as a terrorist organization. Now, I've never been south of the U.S. border, so I have no idea what's going on down there. Same way I've never been to Russia or the Middle East. So, you know, these movies, I think they do kind of frame your thinking about this type of stuff. And at one point, Alejandro says to Kate, nothing that we do will make sense. To, nothing that we say is going to make sense to your American ears. And you'll question everything that we do. But in the end, you'll understand. And is like, I guess the question is, is that what uh, the director's trying to say with this movie? Yeah, that is an interesting you know, point, um, especially when you look at a lot of these groups when they're labeled as terrorist groups. I mean, you know, um, the character Matt even uh, alludes to that, uh, you know, the government almost essentially, he alludes to the government um, creating the Medellin, so to speak, because they could control them. So you do kind of wonder, it's like how much, like in regards to communicating what the director's trying to communicate, it's like how much of, you know, the government plays a part in to what these quote-unquote terroristic groups are doing and how they're creating and how they do their business. The director is kind of alluding to a lot of these so-called terroristic groups are being more or less controlled um, by the government. Yeah, and it's it's interesting when you see, like, you know, how movies portrays the CIA and, and all of that, and then you get you know, you get these leaks that they put out through the news of, oh, this is what actually is going on. And who knows how much any of that is real. And, uh, you know, a couple months ago, we talked about James Rickards. And in his book, he described it as the wilderness of mirrors. And I don't know if this is actual term that the CIA uses, but how he described it was when he his time at the CIA, that they you never know what is going on. It's like somebody might come up to you. They'll say one thing. Somebody else will say something that contradicts it. You don't really know what anybody's job title is. He said it's impolite to ask. It's even impolite to start up a conversation with somebody else like while you're waiting in line for coffee because everybody's suspicious of you. So I think like part of like what these movies are, it's like they, they kind of are just like giving you like this this weird picture of international relations. Like they kind of want you to think this weird stuff about what's going on overseas with these cartels and, and all that. And they even show to you in the movie, like with Kate, like they just keep treating her like a mushroom, like feeding her shit and keeping her in the dark. And it's like, you know, is that, is I think they're kind of doing that to the audience too, but yeah. you know, we're eating popcorn and watching the shit. So, and I enjoy it. But I, I do think it, it has like a little propaganda propaganda tilt to it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Like, you know, it's almost like uh, you, you see a lot of these uh, movies where, you know, they're, they're based in the hood and it's like the gangbang guy and all that type of shit. You know, like, you know, little shit like Minister Society, even though, you know, that movie does show a lot of nuance in regards to the to the mindset. But at the same time, you know, white people watch that and they say, oh, all, all those niggers are like that. So, you know, I, I think <laughs> I definitely think that there's a, a, a bent to that when, you know, you see the Russian guy, he's coming over and he's he's killing a guy. Talk about if he dies, he dies in the fucking sporting of it. So. <laughs> like we see yeah. that shit all the time. <laughs> shit all the time in movies. Yeah, and it's it's almost like like um 
Yeah, I forgot I was gonna say never mind. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like the, the Russian shit cracks me up because it's like like they've been like selling that Russian shit to us since the 80s. It's like, yo, these these are the enemy, these they, yeah. like th- there's no other option. Um, like every movie, like whether it's boxing, Cold War, fucking <laughs> science movie, fuck even Denzel, he'd be over there in the equalizer beating the Russians up and all of that <laughs> shit. I'm just like all right, I, I I guess they're just the enemy, bro. Like you know, you you never show me the the Russian science guy. <laughs> they definitely they're just like in the the way that they depict Russians is always just a, a dirt ball slimy guy, like just poor hygiene and you know like <laughs> nobody really gets it worse than the Russians though. Yeah, because well, no, I feel like black folks get it worse than the the, the so called black folks get it worse than the Russians. Because like the worst example that I've seen of this recently, I rewatched Captain Phillips because I thought we might be able to do that on the show, but I hated it the second time I watched it. And like the the thing I didn't like about it was like all of the the pirate characters, like they're clearly speaking like their native language, but they refuse to give these people subtitles. So the whole movie, they're just going dum 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 dum. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, like you're portraying these guys like almost like as animals. And it's almost you look at like this movie, you got Benicio del Toro, like, like he's a great actor in my opinion, but pretty much everything I see him in, he's always playing cartel guy. And he shows like he can like even this character like has so much like subtlety and nuance in it. He has a lot of range in him as an actor, but you know, he's cartel guy in pretty much everything I've seen him in. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a reason why he won an Oscar for this movie. Like, you know, and um, I, I think we're stepping on the categories, but yeah, shout out to Benicio for that that role in this movie. So, with, with all that said about propaganda and shit, what's your favorite cartel, like you know, movie show? Uh, whatever. I don't. Know. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of shit about cartel shit to be honest with you, but you know, I thought. Uh, Breaking Bad was very interesting. You know, Tuco. It, it, they really didn't go too deep into it, but um, Tuco is just a great character. Like he just sniffs coke and just ah, turns into Hulk Hogan and shit. So, <laughs> um, I, I think like that that small part of Breaking Bad was really enjoyable for me. Yeah, like Breaking Bad. Uh, I don't know. I tried rewatching Breaking Bad like during the during the pandemic. I, I was kind of out on that one. Yeah. Um. I, I I think it was it was better like when it was on, but you try to rewatch that shit. It's a lot of boring shit on Breaking Bad. But as far as like the the cartel shit on there, like you know, cartel on there was cool, but I felt like it was a little cartoonish. Yeah. Um, uh, where you know, in shows like um, Narcos, like I only saw the first season of Narcos because I just couldn't handle watching every episode with nothing but subtitles. But I thought it was great. The way they depicted, you know, Pablo Escobar and all of that. I don't know how realistic it was, but I always thought that was great. These Sicario movies, at least the first one, great. Um, and then you get like a little bit of uh, George Jung and Blow. You, have you ever seen Blow? No, I've never seen that. No, but yeah, but, but Blow was a great one. I haven't seen that in a while. We might we might need to do that on the show. Yeah, we do. Uh, ho- no problem with that. Yeah, ho- hopefully that one shows up. But you know, I I, I like that one. That was when Johnny Depp used to play real people before you know he was ever ever scissor hands and all of that type of shit yeah. all the time. You know, the the things that I've seen Johnny Depp in, it's like I'm not quite sure if he's a good actor. You know, I, I got to see more of his shit. Nah, he's he's a great actor. He okay. he just doesn't yeah. do. He just doesn't do good movies anymore. Like he does, he like he's always wearing a costume and everything. Like he's like a pirate or he's yeah. Willy Wonka or shit. But like if you see like Donnie Brasco, he's great in that. Like I've seen um, Donnie Brasco. A lot like people don't like Black Mass where he plays Whitey Bulger. I think he's great in that movie. It's not really a great movie, but he's great in that movie. Like I, I believe, I believe him. Like I believe he's crazy and nuts and all that shit. So yeah, but um, but yeah, like cartel. I think like this is like the best cartel movie that that I've seen. But you know, you definitely definitely like Narcos is in is in this this area. And uh, another one that it's like not of this level of quality, but I always thought it was funny. Uh, is uh, Savages? That's also Benicio del Toro from. Okay. I think it was like two years before this one that that one came out. So. Yeah, that's probably my list. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen enough shit to even make a list, really. So I got to watch some more cartel shit. Yeah, that, well, now that you're doing a movie podcast, you got to you gotta get into the crates, man. Yeah, yeah, I definitely got to get into the crates. You, you, you got to start coming on here with your, with your uh, Roger Ebert shit or whatever. Like, you know what? Like this one, like Citizen Kane, I don't know about that shit. I've seen Citizen Kane. Yeah, see, I've and never I, seen Citizen Kane. Yeah, and I don't know about that shit, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I agree. Citizen Kane's not good. I mean, it's not irritated. Like, yeah, that's like one of those movies where I always see it and I say, "Yeah, I should probably watch it just to say I've seen it." But there's nothing about it that makes me want to click on it. Oh, like that shit don't have me on the edge of my seat. Like, I think it's. I think it works as a story, but like, I like I said, I like to be entertained. I like some action and shit like that. So, um. You know, I, I respect like it's kind of really you know what Citizen Kane is that that's like if they made the movie about H.W. and he never went death like that's kind of what Citizen Kane is. Oh yeah, no, nah, yeah, that's probably boring. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably that's probably boring. Like, it's like I I'm all for some good dialogue, but I, I kind of do need a little bit of action in the movie yeah. to keep it going. Like you you need a little bit of something to to make you excited. Right. Yeah. Um. So let, let's get into the categories. Jump right in. Best scene. What's the best scene in Sicario? Yeah. You, you know, you definitely uh stole my best scene. Um. Because it's like that. That dinner table scene is just it's just tense, man, and it's just you could just feel like the the mob boss guy like he knows he's finished and he's just trying to keep his family calm and still trying to be a general in that moment. Um. I think. Only thing that comes close to it is the build up to it. Um, I would say between the tunnel scene and um, you know, the uh night vision and all of that type of scene. So um I like those parts as well. Um, you know, and then of course the the showdown where he kidnaps the cop and all that type of shit. So um I would say number one is definitely the dinner table scene though. So so you just you just go steal my shit. <laughs> like I couldn't think of that. I'm like I'm like the only thing else I would say is like when he kidnaps the cop and he tells him it's like it's like yo like go get the manual Diaz out of his car. I I, I love how that's uh, plotted out perfectly too. So um, yeah, other than that, man. Um, well, I, I'll let you throw some shit out there because I'll just start rattling off all the fucking scenes that I like. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, like I, I think that this movie it's kind of hard to pin down, but yeah. you know that that last time I was watching when I watched it this week, you know that hitman scene, the the dinner table scene where he's sitting down with with the cartel boss, and you know just the intensity of it. But there's so many moments of just like great filmmaking in this movie. Um, but like that border shootout, like, like just that whole sequence of them going from their base in Texas, driving through the Mexican border, picking up the prisoner, and then coming back. And it's like the whole time on the way back, like the tension just keeps getting higher and higher and higher. And then it's like, get your weapon out. And then it's do this. And then it's look at that car over there. And then it's get out of the car. And it's like everything they do is so intentional. And that That's why I like um, Denis Villeneuve's movies, because... They're all just like so well shot. Like he was like I, I haven't seen any of the stuff that he was doing in France, but I was looking at his filmography since he's come to uh do movies in America. And like, you know, 2013, he had prisoners, he had enemy. I didn't see enemy, but I need to watch that one. Sicario, Arrival. Um, like that's like four movies in a row. Like, well, three in a row that I saw that are all great. Like Prisoners is a great movie, Sicario is a great movie. I think Arrival is a great movie. I watched that again recently. Blade Runner, I haven't seen, but, you know, a lot of people regard that as a really good movie. And Dune, um, you know, was one of the biggest movies of 2021. And the sequel's coming out this year with, you know, Oscar. I think the first one was Oscar nominated and all that. So, like, his shooting style of, I, I don't know, he just, like, has, like, that grasp for action. But then he also has, like, these subtle scenes, like, he can show that intensity of, you know, cutting the camera back and forth, these characters when they're talking about their motivations and all that, and he right. makes it really intense. So I just wanted to shout out his direction of this movie because I, I think that that's what makes it a five star, in my opinion. I agree with that. Yeah, everything you just said, I agree with that. <laughs> I can't, I can't argue. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's shot extremely well. I just don't like the main character. 
That's my that's my, that's my only issue with this movie. Yeah, I mean that's fair because like like you know now that I've seen it multiple times, I was just like I had a lot less patience for Kate in this one because mm-hmm. there was just some stuff where I think she was like kind of. I call it like movie stupid because I would yeah. hope people aren't that stupid in real life, but that that's coming up in the in the next couple categories. Um, we talked about Benicio a little bit in the beginning. I had him down for best performance in this movie. Um, you know, he never like raises his voice or anything like that. He just shows like a calm intensity the whole time. And even when like there's just like little shit like where Kate shoots him with the gun she like points her gun at him and he shoots her in her vest immediately and he just walks up to her just like cool as a cucumber he's like yo don't ever point no gun at me like where i feel like a worse actor just yeah yells and like, like yeah. turns it up like to a 10 and like he's never at a 10 like he's at a five <laughs> like at this in this movie the whole time but you know underneath the surface he's at yeah. a 10 because he's mad as shit about what happened to his family he's and present. he's on a, his revenge kick it's like he's he's present, but he understands the moment. Like you know, me turning up on this bitch doesn't like I gotta st- I gotta stop saying the b word all the time. Me turning up or it doesn't really it, like it. It actually the message gets across if I actually let you know from a, a calm perspective. But I think also too it it shows that really nothing that he's doing against anybody is is personal except for the the mob boss guy. It's 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 all business for him until he gets that revenge so but it's just one of those things where um i really enjoy the performance uh because he kind of shows the compassion of this character uh because like at the end when he says you know it's best for you to sign this um i think a guy like me would have just walked away and be like all right you don't want to sign it but like you know for him to take the time out and put a gun to this lady's head to let you know like this is what's going to happen to you if you don't sign this um you know, to display that and to like never, like it never feels forced. Like, you know, like you said, the calm aspect of it, he's able to show that with ease. So, you know, it's one of those things where I'll use one of your phrases. It doesn't necessarily feel like he's acting throughout it, but he's really present and he's really good within the moments. Yeah. And like that, that's what I look for when I say like good acting. It's like, can I, do I believe that you are this person? Like, not, not that you're, who you are in real life pretending to be somebody else and it's like like he's Alejandro in this movie and yeah. pretty much every movie I see him in he's like he's that character it's like I don't look at it and say oh yeah it's Benicio Del Toro pretending to be somebody because he's played like the opposite of this guy in other move in other cartel movies and to me he's just as believable so you know you know hat off to him um but you know, we usually do like cameo short performance. Like I'm gonna throw that out to John Bernthal because like I, I like him in pretty much everything that I see him in. He's uh I don't know if you know him by name, Steve, but he he's like the the guy that uh tries to fuck Kate in the middle of the movie and uh when he gets <laughs> caught and like they gotta they gotta torture him a little bit to get get some answers out of him. Like I, I just think he shows up and gives like a real yeah. good five minutes. So, you know, I, he's great. You know, he he yeah. needs a shout out. I don't think there's any bad acting in this movie. I mean, I only thing I was disappointed of is um they didn't really let Daniel Kaluuya cook. Um yeah, you know, like you said, it's earlier in his career, so we don't really get to see him cook like that until get out. But um, yeah, there's, there's really not a bad bit of acting throughout this movie. And like that kind of just shows like how well cast it is, because you get somebody like Daniel Kaluuya who's you know, turned into a movie star and he's playing like the 10th guy down the call sheet in this movie. Right. And it's like, yeah, every, like everybody from top to bottom, like even like some like the little background CIA guys, like I've seen them in a bunch of stuff, like, and they've just been, you know, good actors that you can call and depend on for years. So, you know, like what I, like, I know you, you like, like you say, like you look for a goofball to just cut up and shit like that in the movie. But what I'm looking for, it's like, all right, from top to bottom, we, did we get the best people we could for every part, every facet of this movie, like in front of the camera and behind the camera. And I think this is just one of those rare times where, you know, it all clicked up because Denis Villeneuve didn't direct the second one and quality drops significantly, in my opinion. Well, yeah, that's why I'm not a director because. I'd be doing some 2K type of shit where you just get like a bunch of like you just get a bunch of star. Either that or I'd just be trying to make national security every fucking movie. So like there's a, <laughs> there's art to that shit. Like I just like what I like. 
it, like you would have your Tyler Perry studio. It, it would be your shit. Like, but you would make the same slapstick stuff, like from the <laughs> like yeah. another one from Steve. Like yeah. with these goofy dicks. <laughs> Yo. This is exactly what I'm unabashed. Um, so uh best quote. There's a lot of good lines in this movie, but for me, the best quote was when Kate goes to her boss and says, like, you know, she complaining about the operation up to that point. And he says, you know, if you're coming to me and you think that you're um, doing something out of line, I'm here to tell you that the boundary has been moved. And that's like the idea of the movie that, you know, this whole CIA operation is because. We have to do some nasty shit in order to restore order to the drug trade. So we're operating far outside of what would be considered the law or right and right and wrong morally. And um, Kate still doesn't take that hint at that point in the movie. Like she's still like on her high horse, like to the end. So it's got to commend her as a character of like, you know, at least you stuck to your guns. But um, I, I just like that line because it, it puts it puts it plain in front of her face. It's like, yo, the boundary's over here now. So do with that what you will. I mean, no, I can't really respect that character because it's not even like that you're not okay with killing. Like, like I, you've killed people before. So, you know, I think it goes back to when we talk about that other character. It's like, oh, well, now when things are different now, it's like, oh, well, this we can't do it this way. We have to kill people a certain way. So, like, no, nah, I don't respect that shit. But back to the best line. In her defense, we did only see her kill one person, and it was in self-defense. Fine, whatever. Um, but <laughs> but back to the best line. See, I, see, you don't like what I have a rebuttal for your points. You be like, all right, whatever. Like, I still don't like this bitch. I don't no, I don't. What would you say? Yeah, like there's nothing. There's nothing that's going to convince me that she's a good person. Like I don't. I don't think she's a good person. So, like, if, if that's your rebuttal to, like, you know, whatever her motivations are or whatever like fine i'm not you know i got no argument with that like but like because like you said we haven't seen her do no super duper shady stuff i just like i just don't like this person because like she doesn't listen like she's out like she's outclassed and like to, to be you know that much of a fish out of water and like these people saying like look we're around to keep you safe like you on the team so like, that's why I love that part. It's like, yo, like, keep your safeties on. Stay in the back. Don't shoot him by my, my fucking team. Like, he, he, he was telling, he said this shit was such vigor. Like, he wanted to spit on those people. But, like, like that that's how she's viewed. He, I feel like he says that to every fed that he has to bring along. With yeah. Like, I, I hate that you have to be here. Like, you're here for paperwork purposes only. Like, stay in the back. Yeah, shoot him by my fucking team. Said but, uh, but back to best quote though what, what did you have for best quote well that's why I, I i wanted to take the part that matt said because i feel like he took that and um you know I, your best quote definitely is you know it's a great quote because you know he's kind of doing it with a little bit of nuance but matt kind of expounds on that when he explains what the medellin is and um you know so he you know and, and it goes back to what he's saying it's like um you know, until we get to get twenty percent of the people to stop putting their shit up, put stop putting that shit on the nose, up their nose, the order is the best that we can hope for. And you know, Alejandro is trying to restore that. So, uh, it, you know, it goes to show it's like, you know, what what we're doing here is not. Uh, I'm trying to think of a word that I'm trying to say. like, you know, essentially like people are going to do these drugs regardless. So whatever your idea of law and order is, like that that can't be instituted into an institution in which these people operate without that. So, you know, we have to adjust in regards to what ethics is um, with this operation. So um, I thought that was like the best line within that. Yeah, no, yeah, no, like that, that's, that, that's a great line. And, you know, like uh, Josh Brolin's character, Matt, like he gets a lot of like just fun shit to do. Like, you know, he's walking around with his flip flops on and all of that. And he, he comes off like he's laid back, but he's like, you can tell like, he's top tier at his job because you only get to act like that if you're really good at your job. Well, I think too, like, you know, between Alejandro and, you know, the Matt character, like they both show really great uh, leadership qualities because they're all, both of them are very, you know, under control. Like that, that's really what I think you kind of see with both of those characters is that, you know, that self-control, so to speak, like they're never, even if they're yelling at somebody, 
it's never outside of you know that control it's really just to let you know this is serious so they, they both do a good job with showing uh great leadership qualities because they, they don't have any emotion about any of this shit right. it's like you know they're, they're hammers looking for a nail this is business um so not how the game is played i i had kate you know <laughs> there's a couple things you could give give this to kate for but my main one was when she went to snitch to the brass halfway through like af- after like the- she went on like the initial operation across the border and all of that and i'm just like you know what you signed up for your boss told you it was okay to go and all of that why are you coming back and saying hey they did something i didn't think was okay it's like that's you know you gotta be a team player and she never tried to be a team player in in this like you know just always asking questions never doing what she's told like i feel like a character like that or a person in that situation you should be a sponge first like sponge the whole thing up listen to what everybody's saying then decide if there's something to tell about but now, like you just proved to everybody, you're you're even less trustworthy than they thought you were to begin with. So that's not how the game is played, Kate. She, there's a few th- like she just doesn't listen throughout the movie. Like when um Alejandro, like when they're in the shootout at the border, he says, "Get out of the car." She stays in the car and almost dies. Like she has to shoot the guy outside of the window of the car. Like the guy says, "Don't go in the bank." What does she do? Run into the bank. So. Like you said, throughout the movie, she's just not playing the game in in any time. There's no strategy into what she's doing at any point. But I think the the biggest thing that she did, where I say that's not how the game is played, is you're you're pointing the gun at Alejandro. Like, what are you expecting to get out of that? Do you think that he's going to say, oh, no, like, I'm not going to (laughs) take I'm going to do what I did because you're pointing the gun at me. Like, oh, oh shit! You got me. <laughs> yeah. Oh no 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 no! You got me now. I, I surrender. Like, I surrender. Oh, oh you got me red-handed. Like like that. That was not how the game is played. It's like, of course he's gonna shoot you. But as like, I, I love what he did. He's like, yo, like, yo, don't 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 do that. Like, I'll I'll kill you. <laughs> like, because so like, Kate puts her life in danger in multiple uh situations within this movie but to me i thought that was the biggest one because she literally could have died at that situation like if alejandro was a different type of guy he would have just shot her and buried her in the desert so <laughs> that was like the ultimate for me to how the game was played yeah because like you know kate just shows like a lack of self-awareness and and that you know you're dealing with cia like covert international operations yeah. they'll kill you and say you died in the line of duty no problem yeah. like these aren't people that you can snitch on. Like, who are you snitching on them to? The president? <laughs> like, like, the Supreme, like, you think the Supreme Court's going to hear this shit? Like, like you, there's nobody to tell on these people to. Like, they're living beyond the law. Like, you know. But it's just the arrogance of this character because I think she just thinks that she's smarter than everybody. Like, when the guy tells her not to go in the bank, she's like, no, we can build a case. It's like, and I've been working on this for years and weeks. Like, we have nothing. Don't go in the bank. Oh, yeah, we got to seize this. Up. I was like, oh, wait, yeah, no, nah, it's, we can't. <laughs> like, it's like, what do you think is going to happen? And the point, it's like, too, like, they're not there to seize bank no. accounts and shit. Like, the, like in like, order to... The CIA like, doesn't care about that type of shit. But beyond that, it's like, yo, like putting obviously putting some of these people in jail they could still operate their business from jail like we have to get him back to mexico like that was the purpose of the mission so like putting him in jail even if you get him in jail like that's not what we're here for so like like she, she just doesn't listen and that pisses me off um so keep keep keeping in the comment section for me i had you know like kate yeah kate, kate again like at the end, like after she gets shot by Alejandro and and Matt explains to her the the actual situation, what they're doing, she's like, "I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna tell," and I'm like, "You dumb fuck!" Like he could he could shoot you in your head right now, and there's nobody there that's gonna shed a tear for you. They'll kill you and your mans, and just like yo, b- both of them, they was unequipped to go down that tunnel. They both yep. died, and that's it. Like, why would you tell somebody I'm gonna? It's like you know, me and you do a crime, Steve, 
and you and uh, you you kill somebody. I'm like, yo, Steve, I'm gonna tell on you because yeah. I'm not going to jail for this shit. <laughs> Yeah, that, see that yeah, that's that's why I love that line. It's like yo, don't shoot anybody on my fucking team, you swine. <laughs> like you're just so disgusting. Oh god, I had a fucking let me give the swine. Yeah, like you said, it's like that that's probably his little corporate speech. It's like yo, keep your safeties on. It's like don't shoot anybody on my fucking team. <laughs> it's just so disgusting. <laughs> oh so, what, what do you what do you have for comment section? Oh, I, I don't like, and we saw this in the other movie, like these little speeches that the people try to give before they die. The worst thing is, is, oh, I have a family. Like, they just, everybody says, like the one, the cop guy, he's like, I have a son. Oh, oh um, the boss got not in front of my family. Like, the, the boss guy was the worst because it's like, yo, how many families have you ordered to be killed? Like now, all of a sudden, it's like this guy's gonna stop what he's doing because you said that. Oh, not for. Oh, my bad. Like, let's go in the back, and I'll kill you in the back, and I'll let all the rest of them live. Like, do you think that's how that goes? Like, oh, uh, <laughs> like I have I have a family. Yeah, I, 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 Hollywood definitely got to get a, get rid of that. Like, they gotta come up with a new line because because <laughs> like that's in every movie, and it's like, oh no, my family, my kids. Like, I want my family, but it's like nobody gives a fuck about your family, no. fam. Like, that's why we're here. Yeah, I, I came to kill you. You think that's gonna stop me? You know what, dog? You got a family. My bad. Let I'm not gonna kill you now. I just I completely forgot you had a family. You know, I'm just gonna go home and let you go home to your family. Or if like, and if you're a cartel guy, like, why would you have a family? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like money is your family. Like you don't have you don't have family. Like what what is he like? The this man was sitting there eating dinner. Like shit was sweet. Uh, like I don't get that. Like I don't think I could be comfortable like no. being being a cartel boss or whatever. Because I would just be like, yo, like everybody's the ops. Like but, I feel like you end up like Scarface, like you know, paranoid, yeah. just with a mound of coke on your desk. Like you know, try. <laughs> but I had to stop myself for I said something egregious. But yeah, like you know, like Scarface. <laughs> you gonna say try to fuck your sister? Is that what you gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny but that, that's why i love the part where he's just like no you just keep eating like he just sitting there with the gun pointed at everybody like yeah keep eating like it's a regular night like no you gonna finish that dinner like don't stop eating now because i got this gun to you it's like one thing about that scene i'm like yo how did they not hear him kill everybody out front he didn't have like, a silencer a sil silencer or no silencer like that's like a, a gunshot with a silencer is still very loud so yeah. I don't know. That, that's probably a nitpick, but I'm just like, yeah, nah. Well, uh, it's not as egregious as the last film we reviewed, so I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, animal behavior. What's, um, what's animal behavior in this movie? I would say Kate trying to fuck the ops. Like, you, you know, you, you can't just bring a guy home, but you don't know anything about. And also, too, if you're on this CIA mission, I think you just have to assume that. Um, you know, everything could be potentially a setup. So, but, you know, like I said, Katie's a fish out of water. That's why she's smoking and drinking all the time. I'm talking about, I need a beer. You know, just go home and be a family person. Like, don't don't go in here with all these guys who don't take you serious. Nobody takes her serious on this mission. So, you know, but, you know, taking the ops home and trying to fuck them, that's just animal behavior to me. Yeah, I, I, I can't <laughs> argue with that. Because it's like, She's like, yeah, I, I thought he was, I thought he was cool because he was my man's man's, and it's like, yeah, like that. That seems like a little too convenient that this guy that your partner happened to know just comes up to you and oh, you're gonna fuck him and all of that. Like, yeah, she she didn't really think anything out that she did in this movie, and I guess that that would be adult supervision for this movie. Like they they probably could have like added a little bit more nuance to the Kate character because you know she's just a little too self-righteous and too rigid and unbending. And it's like, you wish at some point during this whole operation, she would have shown something that would say, it's like, all right, she does belong here, but she just like, she didn't show these people anything that would make them respect her. It, it's just like, like, you know, she's just there for the paperwork purposes the whole time. This is definitely a movie that you can't make anymore. Um, because I, I, I gotta say, I, I do appreciate the uh, putting a real woman on film because, like, this is believable 
in regards to having a having a woman around in this type of environment. You know, because now that is got, Steve talking. That, that is that, Steve talking. Because every movie now is like you know Captain Marvel. She just knows how to do everything and doesn't make any mistakes. So. At the very least, you know, you, you have like a, a realistic woman in, in the line of combat and, you know, how that would re- how to react in certain situations. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm not touching that one either. Um, to get in the box, I, I got to give get in the box to Kate because, you know, ultimately at the end of the movie, Alejandro tells her, it's like, yo, get down or lay down. Like, you either yeah. get in this box or you're not. You know, you're, you're not cut out for this. And she ends up signing the paper and even points the gun at him. He just stares her down. Like, come on, you ain't about to do shit with that gun. Like, stop yeah. waiting. Like, no, no. Like, stop lying Pathetic. to yourself. At, she, at the she, end of the day, she was lying to herself. Like, you're you're not fooling anybody else. They, they can see right through you. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, Kate, you got to get in the box. Like, I, I think it's time to just become, like, you know, a sergeant or whatever. Sit behind the desk all day, and uh, you know, don't be out in the field because the the yeah. field's too dangerous. Like, or, or just you know, why not have a you know a nice fruitful relationship? Like she she could be like uh, here you go with your life coach shit again. Yeah, I'm saying though she could be like a um she could be like a nice like third wife to like a redneck or something like that. Like just in the trailer park, just chilling, whipping up eggs or some shit. Like she that's a good role for her. Like, you know, the redneck and his two cousins or whatever. Fuck, she'd be like the third wife or something. Like. I mean, my, my, my man's Daniel did Kalua did say he's like, yo, you need a you need a fresh bra. Yeah. So said, I, I I don't I don't think she's doing too well on the dating market. Like her yeah. hygiene didn't sound too good. He's like, you need a he, shower. He, told her, he had to tell her about herself. He's like, yo, you ain't even washing your ass right. No. <laughs> uh because um you know, I, I was debating on whether I wanted to put him in the box or keep him in the comment section, but like he, he pretty much does nothing. Like I think he's even more uh, useless than Kate. So, um, you know, I, like I said, I, I'm teetering on either putting him in the box or the comment section. But you probably keep, you could probably put him in the comment section. Yeah, he. Yeah, I, just them as a duo. I'm like, it, yo, where, where did you find these guys? <laughs> like, terrible. <laughs> they're just they're just bad I'm, I'm like yo i'm like it's the two of y'all it's not a brain between the two of you like you're both stupid like but it, cause it, it, that's the thing too because it's like he's a lawyer right so like these people they know all the they can quote all the type of you know law in every book but it's like when you're in the field you have to make critical thinking decisions it's like oh i'm just, just going to do all the things that like this textbook to- told me it's like yeah that textbook shit doesn't work on on the job yeah well, you know, they, they had to get that on-job training. Yeah. You know, they, they said experience is the best teacher, so now they know. Yeah, keep that shit in the comment section. So, um, overall, I'm, I'm giving this movie a five. You know, like I said, top to bottom. This, despite the, the issues with the Kate character, I still think it doesn't diminish the movie. Um, and even, like, the scenes that she's in, like, they, they have dramatic weight, so... I, I'm not I'm not too mad at him, even though, you know, she, she came up in all of our bad categories. So I'm at a five, like, you know, acting's top good, top to bottom. We talked about the directing and, you know, as a standalone film, I, I don't think it needed a sequel. You know, they tried to turn this into a universe um, and, you know, that, that that's just going to happen when you make, you know, as much money as they did with this movie. This movie made. um well, you know, 85 million on a 30 million dollar budget. So. You know, not not the biggest movie in the world, but I guess that's too much profit to not say go back and, and make a sequel. But this was definitely a movie that I think they should have just left it alone and yeah. as a single piece of work. But you know, I, I love Sicario, so yeah, I gotta say, me. Th- this movie got increasingly better on the second time. I watched it a half a time and a half. Um, you know, like you said, you do get appreciation for the writing and the cinematography and all that. Just in regards to something that, you know, I just put on and because I, I like popcorn movies. You shit on popcorn movies. That's my shit. I like a popcorn movie. Um, so you know, overall as an enjoyment factor, I give it a three. Um, so um it's entertaining and like you said, like all of that, you know, the plot and all that shit is good. It's just, you know, uh like the main character is just something I can't really stomach. So I gotta knock it down to a three for that. You know, what one of these weeks we go find a movie that we agree on. <laughs> I think we agreed on um next day air. Like we gave that pretty high. Would you say four and a half? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
But you know, the next day here, that's just comedy gold. Yeah, that's a great yeah. time. That's just a great yeah, time. If you don't like next day here, you're kind of an asshole. Like it's, you, you it's, don't enjoy life. Next day here is a great time. So, you know, that was Sicario, and uh, we'll be back next week to do more movies for y'all. And uh, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, all that good shit. We'll be back next week. Last Man Potting. Thanks for listening. I like the money pit. <laughs>